What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and you are watching Gratitude Unfiltered on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Today, you are in for a treat. We have an amazing guest, Dagmar Torres. Dagmar Torres is on a mission to help veterans, and God bless her for that, because right now, <laughs> there's a lot of veterans that need help. We talk about leaving the troops behind in Afghanistan. There's a lot of people at home uh, that are veterans that have been left behind by the same exact government. And I'm not going into that rant right now, but it's good to have people like Dagmar that's out there supporting veterans, making a difference and fighting for them. But anyone, she's also driven to help anyone with an entrepreneurial spirit create the blueprint to a successful life and business, all while developing a social media presence and grow their business offline and online. I like that she combined both because too many people are relying on just online and they're forgetting about human connection. I'm so excited to have 24 plus years of leadership and eight years of network marketing experience, which teaches you a lot of skills, regardless of your opinion about the business. Her experience in private and public sectors and successful transition into entrepreneurship make her your greatest asset. Dagmar, I've been watching her for a while now and just absolutely a fan of her and what she does. It is an absolute honor for me to have her on, and we will be right back after this. I play the wrong intro video all the time now, and I don't even know why. <laughs> just, you think I'd know better by now. All right. Welcome to Gratitude, everybody. Gratitude Unfiltered, everybody. I am Joshua T. Berglund. So blessed to have you here. If you're watching on social media, uh, please like, share, subscribe, whatever. But if you're watching on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, thank you. Thank you for your support. Uh, your support is not just supporting us, but it's supporting... Uh, the youth that we aim to serve. Um, in our program, Voices for the Voiceless, which is our youth media literacy program. So your support of the network is supporting them. So God bless you for that and thank you. Really excited about our guest today, but really one quick reminder. Um, as you know, you've heard me talk about on the other shows that I do, we have an event coming up called Live Life Free, and you've heard of the Live Life Free talk show by now. Um, on September 30th, uh, we have an event in Dallas, Texas, that is, we are aiming to raise $7 million. Yeah, $7 million. But that is to go to the care of rescued human trafficking victims. And uh, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. I believe in rehabilitation. I believe that regardless of what happens to you in life or what you've done, God's purpose for you doesn't change. 
and therefore the purpose for trafficking victims that have been used and abused and you know drug abused and everything else i believe that their purpose is just as great and just as important and but they need the care they need a safe place to go and that's what this event's about so we would appreciate your support please go to the youremylightfoundation.org and check it out all right ladies and gentlemen i am blessed to introduce to you the one the only dagmar torres what's up dagmar how are you hello everybody hello joshua thank you so much for having me here today <laughs> good to see you so first of all uh before we get into it all all of the good stuff that you're doing what are you grateful for today oh i'm grateful for just opening my eyes today i mean i wouldn't be able to do that if god didn't give me the opportunity to take one more breath and open my eyes and be of a, a be a tool for, to help other people. So I'm grateful for that. I love that. I love that. That's a good one. I opened my eyes today and I wanted to keep them shut. For a while. <laughs> I, it's I mean, it takes a while, right? Like you open your eyes and you're like, like considering yourself, why cannot, can I have another five minutes? And then you think about that hot coffee that's sweating for you and you say, okay, I'm going. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I have, um, you bring up the coffee. I don't really drink coffee in the morning because I, have all my, I have my pre-morning ritual and I do everything the same. And I think I shared with you last night, the kids went to school today. So my schedule got completely flipped on its head. <laughs> and so I actually called, like text my wife and called her from bed going, coffee. <laughs> I, I couldn't even get my butt out of bed to do my quiet time. I did my quiet time, but I needed coffee first. So anyway, yeah. um, I, <laughs> with that said, I'm so blessed to have you here. But before we get into the stuff about entrepreneurship um, and your service in the military, will you talk about your book and what's going on with it? Because it's exciting. Like, I think I was, every post I see about your book, it's like you're going higher in the ranks and it's doing so well. Talk yes, about yes. So my book, Dauntless, Creating Your Blueprint for Success, uh, is Pretty much, um, it, it has it's a little bit of everything, right? Uh, it has my story on it, but in between the story, I give you all the tools and all the things that I use to create a business from zero all the way to create a presence online and offline. So basically, right here, you, you basically have my course, Creating Your Blueprint for Success, and um, it's packed with, you know, uh, a lot of... Um, um insights of how to manage your mindset what is important to overcome trauma how to do time management tips and strategies to uh do time management to uh have a business plan uh it's, it's a little bit of everything it's like a very comprised book and it's just in this tiny 130 pages <laughs> oh i like short books too <laughs> yeah um, so you mentioned trauma Mm -hmm. like, what it, so what is your experience? I mean, I know that we all go through traumas, but what is your experience with it that is leading you to want to help people recover from theirs? Sure. So uh, there was a time in my life between 2006 and 2009, and that's specifically the event that I talk about in my book, because I think that is has two elements to it. And one is the sense of loss. I lost my mom and my father in that time frame oh wow but i also uh was sexually assaulted 
so within that time frame so not um, i'm only trying to overcome the grief of losing a parent i'm also uh trying to overcome the trauma that i just suffered during that time from being sexually assaulted and um you know i took the ride that many other um people that go through this experience do uh many of of these victims we don't we we decide not to speak or not to prosecute and not just to move forward with um with you know a complaint and at that time i was serving i was still on orders so you know there was so, so many moving parts into it uh, because when you're in service and as soon as you tell somebody that person has the obligation to tell the chain of command and i didn't want it anybody to um, be involved and um, that was also part of the sense of uh, shame and uh, hurt and pain that as a victim we go through um, so I did, I bottle up all of that. So in the book, I talk of, you know, how dad at some point didn't help me, but how I used that, that pain as fuel to move forward because there was two choices where I either let that situation control me or I take control of it. So I decided to take control of it despite of doing the, the thing that we shouldn't be doing, right? Which is bottling up our emotions. Um, so I talk about that and I talk about the importance of that because traumatic experiences and that's um, as part of my research for the book, I found a study that tells that traumatic, traumatic experiences has a big effect on everything that you do and that includes entrepreneurship because it takes away your confidence. It takes your, away your ability of believing in yourself and visualizing yourself um, and know your worth. So, you know, until you overcome that and you process that and you decide to use that trauma to build yourself up, um, you know, you, you get stuck on that. So, so that's why um, I talk about that. And then right after I, I have a section that says uh, lemonade. So you have to make lemonades, right? When lives give you lemons, you have to move forward and make that lemonade. So where have you, would you suggest that the, because tr trauma has a way of like infecting your DNA, if for lack of better expression, mm -hmm. it gets deep in your body and it, it becomes part of you. It, it's, it's deeper than a scar. Yep. And I, there's a lot of people that believe that you can get the trauma released from your body. I've gone through every possible exercise and deliverance and everything else you can imagine from my, not only my sexual trauma, but physical trauma and other traumas that were self-inflicted. Uh, I've noticed that it doesn't, every time I think it's left my body, it has a funny way of creeping back up. Have you, would you suggest that you've allowed, that you've gotten to a place where the trauma's left you and you've, you've completely healed from it? Or are you learning to just allow it and work with it and find are you finding use with the trauma well i think that the way that i deal with it was when i looked into the bible i'm a christian girl amen uh so <laughs> i looked specifically at the cross i looked at jesus crucifixion you know mm -hmm. he endured the worst trauma that a person a body can handle and that's flogging and i mean we're talking about flogging on times of roman people when yes. they put metal in, in, in these flogs and, you know, they, they will 
just one flug will like basically tore your skin and damage your nerves. And, um, you know, I thought about what he went through from, you know, the moment that he was flogged all the way to carrying the cross to be crucified. And then I, I had like a light bulb moment. I was like, if, if even death couldn't stop him from fulfilling his purpose, why would I let the pain, the trauma, the negative stuff, the, the daily um, things that they happen to us uh, to just to just stop me from fulfilling my, my purpose. So when I thought when I realized that if he didn't let that death, he, if he didn't let death stop him from fulfilling the purpose so we all could be safe then why would I let anything that happens in my life that is negative to stop me from fulfilling what I'm made of? Because I was made from for with a purpose. I am God's masterpiece. If we go to Ephesians 2.10, we are, we are his masterpiece. We are made with his vision. He has a vision for our lives, right? So, you know, just because of that, I was like, I need to let this go. And I need to forgive too. I had to find a place that is, <laughs> it is crazy when, when, when I tell this to people because they looked at me like, you would do what? Yes, I forgave the person that did this to me because I, like, you know, many other people, I knew my, my assailant. I knew this person. I trusted this individual. So I had two choices. Do I leave all my life? hanging to the anger, to the resentment, to the hate that this event caused within me towards this individual, or I let go of it, forgive and let go and move forward so I could help other people overcome whatever situation, even if it's the same thing that I went through or something different, but I need to move forward. I cannot let things stop me from fulfilling the purpose but because maybe this is the purpose i was made of for you know just to help other people overcome this situation too and by telling my story i'm just helping other people to find a way to let go of the pain of the hurt and look of you know the example that we all have in in, in the bible in jesus i mean he he is the way and uh he he like every time i think about it i mean I think that this pain and the suffering that, that he went through is it, it might be bigger, might be bigger of what I felt. So <laughs> it probably is bigger. Yeah. But it, and you know something I I want to read Ephesians two ten really quick. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. I love that verse. I, I want to ask you something too about moving forward. I I relate to what you said because it's like what I looked at it like, okay, I mean, this is not just with what I experienced, but what I the the evil that I did in the world, the hurt that I and the pain and the misery that I caused for other people. Uh I all just the self-inflicted trauma. At the each, every one of those mistakes, I was faced with this decision of well i can die or i can move on i can move forward i can find a purpose in this somehow some way gratitude unfiltered this the show that we're on right now 
was born out of a meth relapse after I gave my life to Christ. It was a brutal meth relapse. It was one of the, it was probably one of the worst relapses I've ever had. That said, God found a way to use it because I was able to surrender it to him. I was able to not hang on to it. I was able to not sit there and live in guilt and live in remorse, even though I did repent <laughs> and I exactly. did ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. God used it. Did I have consequences? Yes, I did. But God used it. God used my trauma. Gratitude Unfiltered is about finding gratitude in life's most traumatic moments because I believe I've bet my life on this, that God will use all things that for the good for those that love him. And that means the bad crap that happens too. Mm -hmm. Like I heard Ed Milet say this, and I, you know, he is one of most, most entrepreneurs know him and he's a hero to them. But I heard him say, life happens for us, not to us. Exactly. And it was one of the most powerful things that I've ever heard because it just goes back to what God said and he's going to use all things. Exactly. And, and and going to that part of he you gonna use all things, we can go to another example in, in the Bible, and that will be job, job mm. story. Like like how God allowed all the things, all the bad things to happen to this person that was just honorable and was honest and loved God and and like it was perfect in the eyes of God, you know, and he yet let things happen to him just so he could you know glorify himself in everything in everything that happened so it is incredible and sometimes we we we, we like to have these fights with god right <laughs> when we go like why me why you let this happen and, and like we forget that the the teaching is already there. You just have to go and read it. Why is he letting? Because he's preparing you to a better future. He's been preparing you for something better. He's preparing you to use that bad time of your life so you could help other people. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the way, I mean, the problem is that when we are in negative situations, we tend to allow the process to be longer because we don't trust God. Oh, wow. We don't That's trust cool. God. Instead of surrendering to God and say, okay, you're letting this happen for a reason. I'm just going to ride the wave. We try, we put resistance, persistence, and then we try to swim, right? <laughs> Either I get sideways <laughs> on the wave or against the wave. And, or let the wave just like, you know, roll over us, right? And instead of just like, okay, let me just like surrender and let God do his thing and, and just let it be. Um, and we, we extend that, that, that time process. We surrender to everyone but God and we trust everyone but God. We trust exactly. everyone on TV. <laughs> we trust our friends. We trust our parents. We, but we don't trust God. And I guess it's because some people don't see him, you mm -hmm. know, and maybe that's what it is. Um, and I get, I, and I've been guilty. I was guilty of that for most of my life until I got to the point where I had to live off of faith. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny when you get to that point though, because when all you have to live on is faith, you get to see God work every day. Yes, that's right. Like, well, wait a second. All of these other people are letting me down. All of these other people that say they love Jesus and they're 
you know, and they and they preach the word or they speak the word or or they're or they're my friend and I've known them my whole life. They let me down. Mm-hmm. The only person who's never let me down, who's never broken a promise, is the Lord. That's and, right. and, and mind you, he didn't answer me all the time. He doesn't always answer me when I want him to, and he doesn't always show up when I want him to. Uh-huh. He's always right on time and he proves it every he's every single it. time. Every single time. Every single time. And yet, and I find myself now again, um, you know, I'm I, I'm gonna kind of segue a little bit into entrepreneurship now. I find myself in a place where I know deep in my spirit that everything's about the change. Everything we know about entrepreneurship, everything we know about freedom, everything we know about how the world works is about to be flipped on its head. I know it. I know it's coming. That said, preparing myself I, I mentally has been the only option I have is to prepare myself spiritually, which means even more I'm neglecting of all the things that I think I'm supposed to do as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as all the other get, things I get to do, they all seem irrelevant to the purpose at hand, which is I'm to be a vessel for the Lord before I am anything else. So in the times that we're in as an entrepreneur, do you find this time to be more exciting? Do you find it to be a little bit more unstable? Or do you feel that entrepreneurship for the Lord is the only way forward? Well, I will tell you this. I think that the times that we're living right now are times that definitely a lot of things are going to change. Um, I do expect a lot of changes uh, worldwide. And when it comes to entrepreneurship, I think we are already changing, seeing changes happening, right? The way that we do business. But I think that the key on this is not only trusting God and the whole process as well, but also be flexible in, in, in adapting yourself to, to the changes that are coming uh, without compromising your integrity and your mm. beliefs. That's good. Wow, that's a really good answer. Because that wasn't necessarily an easy question. Um, how important, like in, when you're working with people, um, and working with them as an entrepreneur and coaching them and, and, and just teaching them the wisdom that you have, how much emphasis do you put on media? Well, social media, uh, when, we, when we talk about media, I mean, social media, it's, um, it's definitely a tool. We have to see this as a tool and we shouldn't be concentrating on how many numbers do I have on, on this platform versus the other. Because <laughs> that doesn't, I mean, you can have a million people following your Instagram and guess what? Nobody is actually buying from you. <laughs> so you need to pay attention to the quality of people that, that is actually following you and the quality of the value of the content that you're providing. That's what really is going to determine your success. Um, and when it comes to uh, my clients, I, everything that I tell them is you, know, you have to be fearlessly authentic. And I talk about this in the book as well. Be yourself. Don't try. I mean, you can adapt 
things from other what other people are doing that I are bringing them success but you have to be yourself you have to be truth to your beliefs your values um, you, your um, yourself um, we we tend to uh, also take a look about how do we look on camera or how do we look on the picture and that we need to stop Pay attention to that too you know just just be yourself embrace it if, if you look a little bit chubby here uh, guess what embrace it you know be yourself just just have fun with it social mm -hmm. media is meant to be to have to be fun to have fun to connect with other people um, so so that's that, that's my main uh, advice to everybody is just be be your authentic self very cool we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Never mind. We're not taking a break. I, gosh dang it. I don't know why that didn't happen. That's so crazy. Did didn't play. play. That bugs me. It happens. Oh. It happens to me too sometimes on my podcast. So no judgment. <laughs> You think I would know? Hold on, now our break. It's going down, can't slow down. All of the universe watching me now. Yeah. Watching me now. Good, it's right? in the air everywhere. Lightning can strike anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. What I'm feeling come over me. I don't believe what it's happening to me. We're back. Thank you for that. All right. So, um, where'd you grow up? I'm originally from Puerto Rico, but I live in Virginia. Puerto Rico. Uh, I went, I've been there one time and I had the best experience. I, it was a trip to me. We went to, uh, what's the main city there? Uh, San Juan. Thank you. And got to go to San Juan. I've never seen so many cats in my life. That was insane. Um, I don't know what the deal is with all the cats downtown there. But the other thing I saw that was really interesting was that you would have this really beautiful refurbished home. And then right next to it, you would have a shack. And then right next to it, you would have this beautifully refurnished multi-million dollar home. Uh -huh. I've never seen anything like it. I love the people of Puerto Rico. Um, had the best trip. And I, I've been wanting to go back ever since I left. It's such a cool place, and I love it, the people, love the energy. It um, is beautiful. I bet that you were in the old San Juan area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly yes. right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is the reason why you see that difference between one building to another. I mean, all the houses are basically next to each other, right, wall to wall, but it's because the area is, the whole area is historical. 
So they cannot like level everything down and build new things. Everything has to stay the same way because that's uh, everything that is built is up to the Spanish era. It yeah. was when the island was under the Spanish um, control. So uh, that's the that's the main reason why you see it like that. Do the people of Puerto Rico want to be considered American citizens, or do we they are American to... citizens by birth since 1917? So we wait, are U.S. territory. Uh, let me rephrase the question: Do they want to be state? A state? Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for correcting. Well, me. the last um, the last uh, referendum that the island had, uh, I believe it was 51 percent wanted the statehood. The other, the other amount was divided between um, people that just wanted to keep the same uh, status and uh, independence. Uh, but you know, the every time that we have a referendum and statehood wins, we bring the issue to Congress, but they don't do anything. And I believe that the main reason is because uh, we have more people per um, how's it called by a square. Um, Square foot? Square mile? Yeah, okay. So we will have more power in Congress if we were a, a state. So I think that nobody wants that because <laughs> neither Republicans or Demo Democrats uh, do a push to have the island be included. I don't trust the. Yeah, I'm right. I'm not going to get that. Long show for that. I mean, uh, and, uh, but obviously, what I just said is based of my readings and my opinion i'm just gonna make clear that i don't take sides with anybody uh, but that that's basically but my my humble opinion is is that hey, i don't like any of them so i i don't, I don't, I don't take that <laughs> either um anyway well i was just curious about that because it's i love that i love that culture so much um like even cuban culture um, when I lived in Miami or in South Florida, I mean, I got to meet a lot of people from Cuba and like all of the different Latin communities and, and being, you know, going all through Mexico. And I, I just, there's something about those cultures that I love, like they're just so full of life. And I really, really, I just appreciate it so much. So I've never been able to ask anybody directly about Puerto Rico that would have some experience. So that's why I felt led to ask. Now, back to entrepreneurship, what are the biggest changes that you feel that are going to be coming that entrepreneurs today can start preparing for so that they're ready for, I call it the new world, but you know, everyone has their own opinion about that. <laughs> oh, there's definitely a new world coming up. <laughs> we, we all can expect that, right? Yeah. Um Oh my gosh, how can we prepare? I think that you have to keep your keep your business always in um in reinvention mode. Mm. Keep yourself off to up to date like you know review uh some of the things that I do in my business is that I do a review on a monthly basis. Is it is it what I'm doing, you know, still working? Uh, do I need to update my my DMO? Do I need to change my my strategy to reach out to people? 
um, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do on daily basis and, you know, go back on, on do also daily reviews, right? Did I accomplish what I needed to accomplish today? That's a, a big, a, the biggest question that you need to ask yourself every day. But then at the end of the month, try to do a review of your business. Try to see if like everything that you have implemented is working. If not, and then, then try to uh, implement a new technique or do something different. Um, try a different approach, right? Uh, that That's for me, it's the main thing. That will be my, my best recommendation. I like that a lot. So what, what causes, uh, no, 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 wait, I already know the answer. Well, I know part of the answer to this. Say it. What is your feeling about, well, I was going to ask something else, but now I want to shift to the military now. Okay. Seeing what's going on right now in Afghanistan, being, and thank you for your, your, your service also, um, but seeing that as, uh, as your brothers and sisters, uh, like how, what it speak to that? Like what, it, what's that experience been like for you? If you've watched it on TV or you've been receiving feedback from people, you know, that are still in the military can can you speak to what's going on right now in your opinion? I can I can only speak a little bit about what is going on right now. I know of people that is actually involved in and in working on the situation, but I cannot disclose what they have related to me. Um, I the only thing that I will say that is really heartbreaking to see what is going on. Not only because of the the Americans that are stranded in in Afghanistan um including service members but also what has been done to the locals that mm. do um, support a democratic way of life so you know the whole situation is sad is heartbroken heartbreaking um i that, that would, I, I will just live in myself to say that um because you know i don't want to I don't want to go into in, into details that might not I might not have the whole um, the whole view, right? What so, a mature thing to do <laughs> instead of just throwing out your opinion because it is clear that none of us really have all the facts on anything. Exactly, um, and not not every not all the information is out there. Neither yeah. for us, neither for the media, neither for um, I think that. Um, people within the same within within the ranks um i think everything is being controlled and that's obviously my humble opinion uh everything has been controlled from the top and um it, it is sad because it's actually just demonstrate poor leadership mm. yeah I, I i will agree with that 100 percent. who's been your biggest inspiration throughout your life oh my god i will have to say my father oh my father he 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 served 27 and a half years in the military as well uh he was uh, an engineer a civil engineer and attorney uh so he he definitely set the bar high for me and you know i i tried i tried to make him proud uh as much as i could but uh, he was my role model Wait, was? Is he no longer with us? No, he passed away. He, my mom passed in 2006 and my father passed in 2008. You you, you did talk, you talked about that at the beginning. Forgive me. I, I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. <laughs> but you know, I, I think it's so inspiring to hear because, you know, I failed as a father 
with my kids. Um, but God, when I, you know, gave my life to the Lord slowly, but surely my life started to get restored. And, you know, the Lord brought uh, moved mountains to bring this woman in my life who I'm now married to Jessica. And, um, but with that came two little girls that I, I couldn't love anymore. And, you know, now my oldest daughter's back in my life, thank God. And I'm a grandfather now, which is so weird at 42, but you know, um, but I, I love hearing that because it like one day I, I hope that if I, even if I'm not around, I hope that my kids will be able to say the same about me. Like I, I want to be that example. So hearing you say that I think is so cool because, you know, I mean, it seems like every guest I've had in over 400 interviews, uh, every guest has got one of their parents that they, or, or even both <laughs> yeah. parents. And I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, my father was, he was, he was the best person in the world for me. Um, but um, he was, he was very strict very structured in mm. in his ways um and that that's um that's you know uh, he was not always easy so if i wanted something i needed to explain why yeah and you know kind of like basically you know state my case <laughs> like if i were in court <laughs> give me a proposal <laughs> exactly make a proposal <laughs> write it down <laughs> but really quick speak to how that's prepared you for the success that you're having now Yes, yes, that's in, indeed. It. I mean, uh, many of the things. Sometimes I looked in the mirror and I, or I have those moments of introspection, and I see so much of my father mm -hmm. in myself, in the way that I am, my character. So, uh, I, indeed, uh, he he was the biggest influence in my life. No, oh, that's great. Well, Dagmar, I uh, promote your book and promote how people can find you. I've really enjoyed having you on. Um, I, I think you're a breath of fresh air and uh, I love what you're doing. Thank but you. Thank you so how much. How can people find you? So you can find it in Amazon. So Dauntless, Creating Your Blueprint to Success is available in Amazon. So just go Amazon, just type my name, Dagmar Torres, Dagmar Torres, or don't less creating your blueprint for success and you'll get it right there. And I'll have, uh, and I'll have a link. I, after the broadcast, we'll create a media kit and everything will be in there for you guys to find too. Awesome. That you can go to our website and find. So if they, for some reason, can't go to Amazon and find you, you'll be able to find her yes. in her book on the exactly. .org. Dagmar, God bless you. Any last words? Well, my my uh, last word will be like you know if you feel like you've been in, feeling stuck and you need to get yourself your life uh, in a new path and you don't know how just like um, um, sit down take a minute um, reframe yourself try to find out what are the things that make you happy maybe that's what you meant to do or be in this world uh trust god above anything else he always gonna have your back and don't don't uh don't let the the noise around you tells you that that you are not enough and that you are not capable you have everything within you to achieve anything that you are set your mind for um so just you know unlock your potential be fearless be dauntless and move forward
Amen. I love it. Dagmar, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Wow. I really like her. Uh, you guys should check her out on social media. If you're not already, I know she's on Instagram uh, and she's on Facebook. So just look up her name, Dagmar Torres. So if you're listening uh, on the radio or podcast, that's D-A-G-M-A-R-T-O-R-R-E-S. You guys check her out. So I'm going to do something um, a little bit different for today, but I found a I found a devotional today uh, that I actually think applies to a lot of what she's been talking about. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Check it out. Stop searching, start becoming. If you could create the perfect friend, what would he or she be like? Take a minute or two and list some of the attributes you would find in this friend. When you're done, See how they compare to this type of person Paul describes in Romans 12, 9 through 21. Paul lays out some pretty high standards here, but it would be tough to find someone who says he or she wouldn't want this type of person as a close friend. The thing about relationships, though, whether it's a friendship or a romantic one, is that you actually don't win when you search for the perfect person. You win when you become the type of person you're looking for. A lot of times the Bible simply speaks for itself. No explanation is needed, just application. How many of us actually apply what we're reading? Like with anything, whether it's the Bible or a a novel that you love or a self-help book that you love or Dagmar's book, are you going to apply what you read, especially if it hits you right in the spirit? So why not listen to Paul's advice and take one step in the direction of becoming the person that everyone wants in their life? Based on Romans 12, through not, 12, 9 through 21, you could, number one, focus on being one-faced. Practice not saying anything about anyone that you wouldn't say to his or her face. I think Dagmar did an amazing job of that, about not criticizing anybody, when the whole time I was like, wanting to take notes, like a hit list of everything that I could say negative about some of the situations that we talked about. She will help. So God bless her for that. She may, she's going to make a great politician one day. Be someone, and I mean like a good politician, if she decides that she's going to do that. I totally see it though. I actually see her being a congresswoman and like making change in the world. I see it. Don't know why. Just do Be someone who de-escalates situations. Avoid spreading rumors and falsehood. And always give others the benefit of the doubt when you don't have all the facts. (laughs) Again, Dagmar nailed that. She, She did a perfect job of this. Number three, help someone in need. Do whatever, uh, do whatever you possibly can to be at peace with those you would consider enemies. Boy, I probably need to take that advice myself. Like I've been, I'm almost like, I I have this fine line I'm walking of like wanting people to just turn off the news and, and, and see the truth for themselves. And I want people to connect the dots and I want people to be aware of what's coming. But at what cost? 
Like I have to check in with myself all the time because it's like, I want people to wake up. But what if it's a waste of energy? What if they're never going to wake up? But then I think about my own life. If my mom didn't, you know, keep sending me the devotionals to wake me up. If my if, if, if people quit praying for me, if people gave up on me, where would I be? So it's this weird fine line. And I consider, I hate to say this, but it's true. I consider the governments around the world our enemy. I don't see them having our best interest at heart. Because if they did, they would stop what's happening. I mean, it's even biblical. It's even biblical that, that we, we're, we're to obey and to submit to authority. But I just can't wrap my head around submitting to people that want us dead in their actions. And that may sound like a weird conspiracy, but their actions give me no room to think otherwise, to want to have this much control and to make us submit to this way of life that makes no sense to me. None. There are plenty more, ex uh, there are plenty more exhortations from Paul in this passage. So feel free to read it over and over again. The purpose for de today's devotional is to at least pick one. Sorry. There are plenty more exhortations from Paul in this message. So feel free to read it over and over again. The, per uh, the more we do that, the more we will become like the people we would like to have in our own lives. It's a win-win situation in the world around us when we do that. So the theme of that, be the person. Okay, let me reverse. There was no way that God was going to restore the pieces of my life that I lost, that I abandoned, that I took for granted, that I neglected, that I abused. There was no way those pieces of my life were going to be restored until I became the man that could actually be a good steward of those things. God wasn't going to bless me with a good woman or good kids because all I was going to do is wreck their life too until I became that man. You know, friendships have always been a hard thing for me. I mean, whether it's because I'm awkward or I don't trust anyone, these are all things that I'm working on. But it's still a hard choice. But I have to ask myself too, because a lot of people flee from me like I'm the plague. And I have to keep checking in going, am I being the man that I'm supposed to be as worthy of these friendships? And slowly but surely, I have started to have and develop real friendships. So when we're frustrated at the world, we're frustrated at our work, we're frustrated that our career is not taking off. We're not successful as an entrepreneur. We're not, you know, we're, we're not attracting the, the woman or man in our life that we desire. We're, we don't have a happy home. Can we honestly ask ourselves, are we being who God created us to be? Are we that man? Are we that woman? Let's see what the passage here says.
I love when that happens. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you for being here. Have an amazing day. Talk to you soon.